0: You are listening to a Hillbilly Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 1188 of Hillbilly Show Words. I don't know, I don't know why I did that.
1: <laughs> well, hello to you do <laughs> Good fall. Hi guys.
0: Uh, sorry, again, this was late and uh, probably tomorrow's episode of, uh, what the hell I do on Wednesdays? um <laughs> dead time like. stories dead time stories is going to be late it's still we're messing with stuff with the transfer but we're almost to the end so we should be good so normally i would be recording it right now but i can't record it because i don't have anywhere to upload it
1: to I'm in the
0: middle of two different platforms but anyways it'll be up tomorrow so thank you
1: guys for being very patient yes this is a very long process
0: yes it's been daunting yeah. what did i spend last night from Eight o'clock 8:00 yesterday to, yeah. morning till almost well, right at eleven o'clock last night. Yeah,
1: and then I had to make him get off the computer.
0: And that had, that has went on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah. Just to get all this done, I mean, it was literally what we are looking at thirty six hours probably.
1: Probably. And the unfortunate part is, is I can't do one thing to help him.
0: Yep. and then I had to get up today and still do like three more hours of it yeah. before it got done. But
1: we're almost there. Yes. Get her done.
0: All right. We're going to do killers who evaded capture for years.
1: They're always going to get caught.
0: If there's one thing to learn from... You know what? That's not necessarily true.
1: Oh, I guess it's not. I I, I knew as soon as I I said it. I
0: saw a stat the other day that said something like 35% of all murders go unsolved. So that means only basically 66% of the criminals get caught and the other thirty three percent get away with it.
1: Yeah, they don't always get away with it. Unfortunately for the families, they get away with it, but they pay the price in the end.
0: Right, but I'm just saying they don't get but caught. Yeah, in the jail. true. So if there's one thing to learn from the lives of elusive criminals on this on this list, it's that there might very well be crafty murderers walking through your city streets right now, plotting their next crime. Well, that was spot on.
1: Well, that's creepy to even think about that. So now I'm going to be looking at every with body with a stink eye.
0: But how are these killers able to be active for years, sometimes decades, without detection? Some of them managed to blend in with society by wearing a mask of civil engagement. They donated their time to local organizations and worked alongside the police department in order to make their communities a better place, just like on Breaking Bad.
1: I just. It just amazes me that somebody can actually do that. Even if you. I don't know. I don't understand it. You have a, you can have absolutely no conscience at all. You can't. Uh, you can't.
0: It says others are simply career criminals who spent their entire lives perfecting the craft. All right. So here's one.
1: I wish you would perfect those parts because they stink. I don't know what you're talking about. I do. First of all. And I know what you're talking no. about. No. Yeah.
0: No, that's ninja. Yeah. From
1: 1985
0: to 2007, 22 years. Lonnie David Franklin Jr., or, as they called him, the Grim Sleeper. He murdered at least 10 people across L.A. He got his nickname because, for a time, he appeared to have stopped killing. When he struck again, the case finally gained momentum in the media and police started actively searching for him. He was arrested in 2010 and sentenced to death in August of 2016, well, which good. we know will never happen. Well, yeah. Well, He'll die of, at 96 years old in prison. Yeah. The Green River Killer. Well, this is true. This one did last a while. Gary Ridgway murdered at least 49 women and was apprehended in 2001 when his DNA positively linked him to murders. He thought that the cops weren't trying to solve the murders of stray sex workers. Ridgway took advantage of those vulnerabilities and was able to kill so many because no one was looking for them when they disappeared.
1: Well, that's sad. Think about... It's sad that... They were killed, and it's also said that nobody even cared to look for them. That's awful.
0: Well, a lot of these people didn't have any family members or anything. I, know. I mean, they had family members, but they didn't have anybody that they were
1: I know. But close to. You, so, you still got to care about them. But
0: you don't know to look for somebody if you don't know they're missing, is the point. Yeah, well, I guess you're right. I mean, only people, if there were like women of the night, only people that were going to tell you they were missing is their pimp or other ladies of the night. And the drug, um, drug is drugs are so big in the, that society... That half of them probably just figured they were OD'd or strung out or... So they wouldn't even know they were missing.
1: Mm, terrible.
0: It's not like your shift at Wendy's where it's unusual that Bob doesn't show up.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: Todd Colhep. He evaded for 13 years. Despite being convicted in a 1987 kidnapping case for abducting and raping a teen before threatening to kill her family and serving 15 years in prison, Todd Cohep started a real estate firm and moved to South Carolina. Whatever, it's, just, dude. it's amazing that somebody can spend 15 years in prison and just start a real estate firm. No, yeah,
1: hey. I, I mean, know. I
0: guess, you know, everybody gets second chances. Yeah, but... yeah. He also bought nearly 100 acres of land in the middle of nowhere. Kohep murdered seven people and kept one woman chained by a dog collar in a storage container on his property. Well, if you're going to do that, you want to get at least 100 acres you know. Yeah. Nobody can hear you screaming if you stick this right no. in the middle. Nope. Cohep avoided being caught for so long by killing intermittently and by lying about his status as a sexual predator to everyone he met. He it wasn't until the disappearance of Kayla Brown and her boyfriend Charles Carver that Cohep admitted to the earlier slayings. Brown was found chained on his property while her boyfriend was found in a shallow grave. I wonder why he confessed. Then I don't know. I don't know.
1: I'm a loser. Well, most
0: of these people eventually do want to get caught.
1: Well, I guess that's
0: why they leave so many clues and stuff. They they literally. I mean, they act like they don't, but in reality, right. is they do want to get caught. So let's do one more. Oh, Israel Keys. I know this one. Israel Keyes was a meticulous criminal who admitted to murder, rape, burglary, bank robbing, and arson in states ranging from Alaska to New York, Texas, Vermont, and Washington. He had no apparent motive. Keyes was finally caught when he began using the debit card of one of his victims while traveling before Keyes could be sent to trial. He killed himself in his cell in December 2012. But he was on the lam for 14 years before he was caught. Mm. So. All right, guys, that wraps up this one. We'll be back tomorrow because I've got about five more of these to do. All right. Hey, guys, welcome to episode 1189 of Hillbilly Shorts.
1: Hey, all you peeps.
0: We got some more of these murderers that went undetected for a long time.
1: Mm, that's a shame. I don't
0: see, and I, I, I kind of get it like with Ridgeway with... You killed forty nine people, but most of them were people didn't have family or friends. How you can get caught? But I just don't see how these people can kill so many people and not get caught when half the people commit one murder and they're they're caught within like forty eight hours.
1: It makes absolutely no sense. But some
0: people are are so good at hiding their tracks or whatever mm-hmm. that they can kill multitudes of people and never get caught. And they're leaving they're leaving purposeful um, evidence around. Like yeah. they're trying to get caught.
1: It makes you think, a like the Zodiac bit. killer. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he's he's writing letters and everything else, taunting the police, and they could never catch him. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, Paul Stephen High.
1: Hi,
0: Hi. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> Thirteen years on the lam, he killed seven people between seventy eight and nineteen ninety one. His most brutal crime was against his ex girlfriend Lisa Brearly, whom he stabbed one hundred and fifty seven times before letting another man rape her.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Wait a minute. He stabbed her 157 times before.
1: I mean, that's disgusting.
0: One, I don't even know how she was alive. Unless he stabbed her like 157 times in the hands and feet.
1: What do you mean? She didn't have to be alive for him to rape her, did he?
0: Well, that's true, but I don't think that would be called rape. Why not? Because it's against her will, and if you're dead, you no longer have will. No. Oh. That would be abuse of a corpse or necrophilia. Yeah. Or something like that.
1: Or sick. Anyways,
0: after he was finally arrested for the murder of his girlfriend, he said, I only intended to do 20, but I lost count.
1: <laughs> okay, well, if that's all you meant, idiot.
0: Well, i wonder. if I guess he meant stabs because he only killed seven people. So he didn't mean 20 people. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I think he just meant he only stabbed her 20 times. That's
0: what I think it was. He, oh. he only meant to do 20. He only meant to stab her 20. Oh, This, uh, this guy's a good one. Andre Chikatilo. And we've talked about him on the show before. The Butcher of Rostov. He's believed to have murdered more than 50 people across Eastern Europe from the late 70s to the 90s. He was finally caught after the KGB ran a blood analysis against DNA that had been collected from a previously unsolved murder. He avoided capture for so long because he constantly moved around for work. He found work at a locomotive factory in a city I'm not even going to try to pronounce, I guess I will, Nofa, Cherkask, where he was shipped off to various parts of Eastern Europe. Everywhere he'd go, someone in the area would end up dead. Chikatil finally confessed to the murders. But it was 10-plus years since he started them. About 20 years, really. Hmm.
1: I can't imagine always just looking behind your back to see if anybody's getting close or anything.
0: And, well, I mean, some of these people, I don't think they do. I think they just take it for granted. They're never going to get caught. Well, here's one people will know. Ed Kemper. Nine years without getting caught. From 64 to 73, Ed Kemper, known as the co-ed killer, Killed 10 people, beginning with his grandparents when he was 15. He was sent to Atascadero State Hospital as a criminally insane juvenile. There, he became a model prisoner and was released at the age of 21. For the next four years, Kemper would murder female college students. He drove to Colorado, phoned police back in California, and confessed to the murders.
1: So nobody maybe put that together, that after he got out, he was the one doing that?
0: I don't guess. Was Ed Kemper, now, I'll say it, but I'll be wrong. And, yeah, I don't know who he is. Well, I think Ed Kemper was also the one that worked with the FBI, informing them about basically the mind of serial killers. <laughs> I think they were using them kind of like on mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs, and I think that's where the idea came from. That happened from one of the serial killers, and I think it was Ed Kemper. Okay. But, yeah, the, the, the police would use him. To say, hey, this is going on, what do you think? And he would give them some insight to the mind of a serial killer.
1: Wow. So I think
0: that's kind of who Hannibal Lecter was based on. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong, and somebody will correct me. What do we got here? He looks like my cousin Todd a little bit. A little there.
1: bit, yeah.
0: <laughs> John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, we don't need to talk about him. He evaded for eight years... And from the outside, John Wayne Gacy dressed up as a clown for charity events. But unbeknownst to those in the community, he was also a murderer who assaulted and murdered young men and boys before burying them beneath the floorboards of his house. Gacy was convicted of 33 murders and sentenced to death in 1980. He's one of the most prolific American serial killers.
1: Yeah, he's really tough. He dressed up like a clown after the fact.
0: He did a lot. There was pictures. God, what was that picture? He's got like a picture of him and Richard Nixon or something again. It's like a, a former president, it might have been Carter, but he's got pictures of like him with a former president. Hmm. That's how he. I mean, just think of that. A serial killer was able to get that yeah. close. But that's scary. You know how he got most people at his house, don't you? Mm-mm. He would offer them work, doing construction work. Yeah. And that's how he got. You know, at bars and stuff, he would get young men to come back. So some of these were actually like kids. But some of them were young adults and stuff that he would invite for work and jobs. And yeah. he'd just end up killing them and then bury them underneath his house. I bet that smelled lovely.
1: Oh, gosh. I can't even imagine.
0: Imagine 33 rotting corpses underneath your house.
1: No, I cannot. So. And I'd rather not. Thank you. <laughs> Move <laughs> on, little buddy.
0: All right. Eric Edgar Cook. Four years. Come on. This one shouldn't have been on the list. Four years <laughs> four is not years. that far to... I mean... Yeah. He's a killer known as the Nightcaller, serial killer in Australia during the 1960s, who murdered people in seemingly random incidents, unconnected by a modus operandi, or M.O. <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard of M.O. and didn't know what it stood for?
1: Uh, uh,
0: well, that's his M.O.
1: I believe
0: that... modus operandi.
1: Yeah. Anyways, there you
0: go. You learned something today. Police caught a break in the case when they found a rifle matching the murder weapon hiding... In a bush near Mount Pleasant. I don't think the rifle was hiding. I don't think <laughs> it's got the ability to do that.
1: Oh, I'm going to go hide in the corner.
0: Maybe the weapon was hidden in the bush. Anyway, they waited for the killer to return for the weapon and Cook showed up. After his arrest, he confessed to the killings.
1: Crazy people.
0: Last one. Dean Coral. This is a new one on me. Three years. I thought four years was bad. it's This yeah. one only three years. Candyman Dean Crow used to work as a candy store owner to help groom his victims. He worked in his family's candy factory where he was known to give away samples to school children.
1: Sample, sample.
0: Earning the trust of the community and the future victims. He targeted young men, some of whom he knew from the store and one of whom he employed there. Coral's murder spree eventually lasted or officially lasted for three years span of seventy seventy three, but officials speculate that there were many, many other victims.
1: Oh. How yeah. many are they have him for?
0: Um, it just said from 70 to 73. Oh, okay. I didn't see. His crowns spree ended after one of the teenage accomplices shot and killed him. You mean he had an accomplice? He didn't get arrested either.
1: Well, he shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, That's what happens. That candy will get you every time.
0: It's amazing how many of these serial killers. Jeffrey Dahmer. This guy, John Wayne Gacy, they're they're all males who go after young men. Right, right. In so many cases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know why wouldn't Ted Bundy on this list? I don't he know. He went years without getting caught.
1: Maybe they're sick of talking about him.
0: I'm sick of talking about I'm him.
1: I'm sick of talking about them all. Anyway, it's like a we bunch love of you. losers. We love
0: you guys, and we'll talk to you later. Love ya. Hey guys, if you like what you just heard. We do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.